Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. John McClain, Hall of Fame columnist with us. 365 Sports. John, for many, many years, as you know, Nebraska football, like almost in some cases, ran college football. They were always going to win 9, 10, or maybe a national championship. And during that time as a fan, I never bragged about them. And I'm not going to bring up the Rangers and the Astros with you either. How well, you should. The Rangers are doing a great I, job. I, I know. Rangers I, did, are the the I, I was joking, but my question is, they're better on the road. Is there panic in Houston? No, because uh, there's, there's not going to be panic even if they lose this game in their 0-3. People thought... People know they were terrible at home this year. For no, no team with a losing record at home has ever gone to the World Series. They've been terrible at home in the playoffs. I was there yesterday. Oh, cool. It was amazing to me when they how bad Fromber Valdez was, and they were in position to win three times late in the game, and he couldn't hit. Rangers pitching was great. It's the Rangers who are playing like a team that's a perennial playoff and World Series contender. It's the Astros that are playing like it's their first one because they they can't drive runners home. 0-6 with runners in scoring position. Yesterday, 1-9 in the two games, and they're swinging at bad pitches. They're making errors in the field, base running blunders. They're just horrible. But my column that I have I'm working on right now says they have the Rangers right where they want them, on the road. They were hoping to steal one at home before they went to Globe Field. It's amazing how the difference between the home and the road has been this year, and it doesn't matter whether it's the playoffs. But I got a feeling the Raiders are built to last. Bruce Bochy has done such an incredible job since they blew the division and the bye and uh, on the last day, just incredible run. And if the Rangers beat them, as they should, then I wish them the very best against uh, probably the Phillies. John, uh, 
there's a lot of hand-wringing about Dusty Baker's lineup choices, particularly his choice at catcher. Do you think that that's going to change at all? No. Dusty's been doing that all along. Two, two pitchers, Justin Verlander and Romber Valdez, want Martin Maldonado. Martin can't hit any better than you can, Paul. But, and he can't throw, and he can't frame, and he led the league in pass balls. But they feel more comfortable him as catcher than Yiner Diaz. Next year, Yiner, who hit like 285, had over 20 homers in a part-time ball, 60 RBIs. He will be the catcher. I'm scared they're going to bring back Maldonado on a one-year contract to mentor Yiner Diaz, and I want him gone. He's 37 years old. He's going to be a coach and a manager. Let him do that. This is a complaint people have had here all year, especially with the emergence of Diaz, but it's not going to change. And Yiner's over his last 15 with eight strikeouts, so keep his butt on the bench and make sure Michael Brantley is either at the DH or left field rotating with Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, John, you get to go to these games. You've covered sporting events your entire life. You've been at some of the – you've been to Super Bowls. We've all been to Super Bowls and all that. It, it, what is the, the one atmosphere that, to you, is the one that was always like – that stood out among hundreds, I'm sure, of games you've attended? It's, it's not the Super Bowl because there's so many fans of other teams there. And uh, I've been to several Final Fours. And that was too, but to me, the home visitor role in sports. Um, my favorite venue is Lambeau Field. You can't be going to Green Bay for an atmosphere. And it's not like, say, New York or Philadelphia or New England or any of those places where the fans are cussing and fighting in the stands. That's not the way it is. I always tell everybody, you go to Lambeau Field in Canton, Ohio, then you've gone to the two cathedrals, and I love going there. And there are some places that are loud, but I would take some of those indoor advantages in basketball, college, not the pros, because the pros fans drink so much and they get drunk and they don't make noise like they do in college. That's why I can't wait to see Baylor, because Baylor's going to be good in that new venue, which is going to be reduced to make it even louder. I hope the acoustics were made were built and made to make it the loudest possible. Can't wait to see the advantage the Bears have. John, the Texans uh, get another nice win this time over the Saints. You know, it, the, you, know you look at the stats and, and nothing spectacular, but what is D'Amico Ryan's kind of instilled in the team that uh, allows them to be a lot more gritty than they were before? Conference in the coaching. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're 3-1 three and one in the last four games. Should be. 4-0 because they blew the Atlanta game in Atlanta on the last drive when they couldn't stop them and Atlanta kicked the field goal with no time left. So they're not going to get out coached and they may get out talented because they don't have nearly as much talent coming up next year. They're going to have between 80 and a hundred million for free agency. And uh, they still have Cleveland's number one pick and other draft choices. And it's amazing. I think right now, Let's see. Uh, I think I guess Cleveland's three and two, so their pick would still be ahead. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me the way the Browns are playing, especially if Deshaun Watson stays out as great as their defense is. That they don't have a record worse than the Texans, and they play here uh, in December, which could be a big game for draft purposes. So the Texans are playing with a lot of confidence. People are excited to go to NRG Stadium again. 
one of the coolest things about the baseball game yesterday, I was there. And after every team lets the home team go out, warm up, and right before the first pitch, they have usually a little kid down the sideline screaming, play ball, and they're shrieking high-pitched boys. And they went down, said, let us call your attention down the left field line for a special presentation from Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud and defensive end Will Anderson Jr. And the fans were even worked up, of course, anyway. But they gave them a really good ovation. And I think they would, number one, have been invited in the past because people probably would have booed. And in this case, people cheered them. And I'm thinking, I hope those guys are paying attention to this atmosphere because if they keep winning, whether it's this year or next year, it's going to be the same kind of atmosphere at NRG Stadium. John, uh, you mentioned if Deshaun Watson stays out. Uh, I know that they thought he might be back sooner. Is that injury more severe, or is there something else going on with Deshaun Watson? No, he's got a shoulder injury, and just like Anthony Richardson, they said, well, he's going to be out three or four weeks. Now he's out for the season, and he's needing surgery. Now, they're not saying that about Watson. There's one report from a longtime beat writer in Cleveland said he could miss multiple games. Adam Schefter said he could play Sunday. Well, you know what? One of them's going to be right, and then neither one of them's going to be wrong because they didn't say for sure. So the thing is, nobody has a clue how the, how long Sean Watson is going to be out. But if PJ Walker's their starting quarterback, they're in trouble. They might they can't trade for Kirk Cousins. You can't do anything for any quarterback who makes a lot of money because you have Watson two hundred thirty million on the books and the biggest cap figure in the NFL next year. So they're going to have to tough it with a defense that's given up the fewest yards since 1971. John, did you have any particular takeaways from Dallas's victory last night over the Chargers? Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to get – they're going to compete for the division. The Eagles, you know, it's funny. And then other than the Patriots, no Super Bowl losers have been back to the Super Bowl since the Steelers in the 90s. Crazy. And there's a reason. You would think the Super Bowl loser would be the hungriest team in football. So it doesn't surprise me that they're not operating on all cylinders, losing to the Jets and having Jalen Hurts with a worse rating than Zach Wilson is just mind-boggling. Now they get Miami. Maybe they were looking ahead to Miami, but Cowboys still got a chance to win the division. But I haven't seen anything there that makes me think they're a Super Bowl contender. But the big deal is, of course, they're the last great team that we all thought was going to be a great team, the 49ers, not only did they lose to T.J. Walker with a rating of 40-something, but uh, they lost Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. So now they'll have to learn. They'll, learn, they'll have to operate like other teams that suffer injuries all the time. So there's not a great team right now. Miami and Tuatunga Valoa, they throw the ball great. Wait till they get in the wind and the rain and the, and the, and the snow. And we'll see how that offense operates uh, when the season changes. All right. So one of the things about that game last night that blew me away, Paul and I were trading text messages. Justin Herbert is like if you had somebody that came out of a machine as a quarterback, he's kind of got that body, the look, and all that too, and the arm. I was stunned how erratic he was. And, yes, there was pressure on him. But I was really stunned that also his escapability is either not as good as it was or he doesn't have it. Like, and I'm not expecting him to run around like Josh uh, Allen, but I was really just I was like really disappointed with how he handled a lot of the key moments in that game. 
And I'm with you. He's a really good runner. He's, he can run, but he doesn't have pocket presence. And a lot of that is how much you get hit. Offensive line play is down around the league. Offensive line needs to hit in the offseason more than any area of the team, and they can't do it. And then they're getting hurt. So many offensive lines have injuries. That affects the running game. It affects the quarterback. And you're seeing quarterbacks get hit more than ever. Touchdowns are down from 30, down 30 at this time from last year and 100 from two years ago. So the offense has got to catch up. And coaches will tell you it all starts up front. I think I read that's four or five times now Herbert has been had a chance to bring them from behind to win, and he's failed. And, of course, he threw that interception last night. You know the Cowboys were relieved. They knew they were lucky to win that game. They could easily have lost. But Justin Herbert right now, I believe, is headed for a coaching change in the offseason. I thought Kellen Moore would go out there and help him play better. But that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, Garrett just sent me this tweet. Um, Roger Goodell, uh, contract extension. Uh, that's going to bring his career earnings to $700 million. John, I, I felt like a couple years ago, it, it seemed like he was setting up to transition out of it. But has it just gone so well for him that, like, why quit now when you're making all this money? And when the NFL owners are making all this money, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg on the money they make. He gets paid bonuses. His base salary is not that big, and he earns every penny of it. And and at one point, remember, and it usually came with a player discipline that people wanted him fired because it was an embarrassment, the decisions he was making on suspending players. And so they they rode that out, and now everything is going so great. TV rates, streaming services, gambling is going to bring in $100 million. Why in the world would you want to get rid of the guy it's overseeing it all. All right, uh, John, we appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for your uh, great insight and experience and storytelling. We can't wait to talk to you again next week. Second Bears in Cincinnati. Thank yes, sir. you. John McClain with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.